Good afternoon, church. It's so awesome to see you in the house of the Lord. How are you doing today? Let's all stand up. Let's put our hands together to worship the Lord. Amen. How many of you are ready to worship the Lord tonight? Amen.
Amen. We're here to worship the Lord God Almighty that we know is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And we're here to give him praise. And we're here to acknowledge that he is still active in our lives every day. And he hasn't failed us. He's still the God of healing and the God of miracles. That God is still here today. Let's give him praise.
church, do you believe it? Do you believe that there is a miracle in the works for you right now? God is on his way to answer your prayers and make a miracle in your life. It may be financial, it may be emotional, it may be spiritual, it may be your marriage, it could be your family. God's miracle is in the works. Do you believe it right now? Amen. Let's give him praise to the God Almighty. The God that makes miracles yesterday, today, and forever. The same God of all time. Amen. Amen. Well, it's so awesome to see you all here today. Let's just keep worshiping him because he is worthy of our praise. The same God yesterday, today, and forever, that God still wants to hear your praise. So as we sing this last song, would you just join us? It doesn't matter what you sound like. What matters is what your heart is trying to convey to God. He loves to hear the praise of his people. And the Bible says that if you don't praise, the rocks will cry out. Don't let a rock take your place tonight. Amen. Just praise the Lord. He is worthy. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever say worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you you are holy holy there is no there is none beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Come on, let's sing it again. Word.
tonight I invite you to mean it for real, to follow him for the rest of your days. Trust in his foundation. Let's sing that. give you glory, Lord. We give you praise. Father, you truly are holy. You have revival in your church. You have healing for us. You have deliverance. You have freedom. You have salvation. You have joy, Lord, for us right now. I pray that everyone claim what's theirs. I pray that everyone reaches out and grabs it. 
because, Lord, you have provided all for us. You have given it all to us. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you are calling us to just shout out our praise, to give you our worship, to give you our adoration, to trust you for great and mighty things that we don't even know about. So, Father God, whether people are watching online or they're here in this room, I pray they realize that you're in the room right now with us and with them. That, Father God, your move, the move of your Holy Spirit will be mighty. The presence of your love and your power would be great. The mercy and grace that you share would be overwhelming. That we would release it. God, that we would feel the release over our lives and over our family. Father God, we claim everything for us. Father God, we pray for the brokenhearted, those that have lost loved ones. We pray for those that are battling illness, those that are sick, those that are recovering from surgery, those that, Father God, are wondering where the next meal is going to come from. We pray for those that are seeking housing and automobile and just transportation. And God, we're just believing that, Lord, you're going to provide our every need. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for the brother or sister on my right and on my left and in front of me and behind me. Minister to them and meet their every need. God, we pray that you fill this place with overflowing joy. We pray that you move mightily in those the children that are being ministered to in vacation Bible school. Thank you for all that you've done and all you're doing and all you're about to do. And we pray this and we agree with a resounding Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. What a joy to have you in the house of the Lord. Would you give it up for our worship team? For those of you that weren't here on Sunday, Javier Gonzalez, our drummer, competed in the New Mexico bodybuilding competition. Came in second place. And I took first. <laughs> Greet your neighbor. Tell him you love him. And then you may be seated. Don't carry on a big old long conversation. Just say, hey, what's up? I'm so glad you made it. And then be seated because... We got a lot going on tonight. Hey, I just want to remind you that Friday and Saturday of this week, we have Dr. John Thurman here. Friday night, it'll be the best date you can have for your family because John Thurman is going to be speaking about the family. And on Saturday morning, we're having a prayer retreat. I hope you will sign up for a prayer retreat. They're going to have activities for the kids, but we're going to be up in the mountains in Tijeras Canyon praying and believing God for a move of his spirit over New Mexico, over the Church of God, and over New Beginnings and the other congregations of our district. And then Wednesday afternoon, I mean, Saturday afternoon at one o'clock, John Thurman is going to be talking about marriage. So if you want to reconnect and reignite your marriage, I encourage you to be here. At 2 o'clock, he's going to be talking to singles and to the church to say, this is how we need to incorporate singles in our congregation.
and treat them because a single is still a single family unit. And then at at, uh, that's at 2 o'clock. At 3 o'clock, he's going to be talking about the blended family and the dynamics of that. So I really encourage you, make sure you sign up. Uh, Debbie Tate will be out there to take your registration. It's free, but just sign up so we know how many to, to prepare for, especially for the retreat, because apparently they're going to have donuts there. What I let You go, I'm coming for a donut. I'm going to pray that I get a donut. <laughs> and then on Sunday, we're going to have coffee with a cop. So we're going to have one of the deputy chiefs here with us. We're going to have some police officers here, not to arrest anyone, so don't worry about it. They're not going to be checking your ID and running a background check or, or nothing. That way, if you have a warrant, take care of it, but don't worry. Come on Sunday. And then, then we're going to have baptism service. Man, if you have not been baptized, you need to get baptized since you have given your life to Jesus. And then after that, we're going to have just meet the pastors. There's some of you that you, you know, hey, what's up? I know he's a pastor, but I would really love to invite you to be a part of that so that you could just get to know the whole team and who, who we are and what we're about. And uh, that, that'll, so it's going to be a great time. I hope you'll come out for that. Guys, I'm kicking off a new sermon series tonight. And uh, it's going to be on Wednesday nights. It's the WOW night. WOW stands for, W-O-W stands for worship on Wednesday, baby. Worship on Wednesday. And we're expecting a WOW moment from God. Amen? That God will WOW you and he'll grab a hold of you and you're going to leave here. Wow. Man. I feel like I'm drunk, but I'm drunk in the spirit of the living God. Amen. So, but I'm, I'm and I'm going to be talking over the next few weeks about Jesus's life-changing stories. He called them parables. He told these stories of how they relate to mankind and how we adapt to them and they adapt to us. And if you adhere to them and you grab a hold of it, the, the prevalence of his spirit is right there. And his word is trying to speak to us. And the first one I'm going to talk about tonight, I'm titling it The Priceless Treasure. And I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 13. So if you have your Bible, go to Matthew 13. And I'm going to be in verse 44 through 46. And in these three verses, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, verse 45, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the the lookout for choice pearls. And when he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. So, Father, help us to grab a hold of the truths in these verses so that we could apply them and accept them into our life. And I pray in the name of Jesus, amen. Now, Jesus is trying to tell us how amazing it is when you find this treasure. Have you ever been shopping? I was shopping recently with my grandson. 
And he's big time into WWE, the wrestling, okay? And he likes to get the figurines, the wrestlers. And I don't know why he keeps buying. He had a summer job, so he saved up his money and he was buying them. But he owns probably 157 wrestlers already. And I'm like, why do you want more? He goes, Grandpa, but this is the edition that had this. And so he found it. And I saw him, well, aren't you going to get it? He goes, I didn't bring my money. I go, well, I can lend you my No, I want to I wanna spend it with my money, buy it with my money. I go, okay. So next thing he did, he got it, and he went to the bottom row of the shelves, and he stashed it in the back. And I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm hoping and praying that they won't find it. And when we came back and he had enough money to get it, guess what? He actually found it. It was still there. Now, he had done that before, and guess what? It was gone. Someone else found it. You snooze, you lose. And this is the whole story story here. He's talking about snoozing and losing. He's talking about priceless treasure. He's saying, man, when you find something that is that valuable, you jump on it and you grab a hold of it and let it grab a hold of you because your life will be transformed. And he says right there, the first thing we need to see that we see in this story is that we have values that others will never recognize. There are some people that never see how choice valuable you are, how amazing you are, how your giftedness is. They will never recognize how much you are valued. They will never see how amazing you are. Not everyone had seen this treasure. Not not everyone had seen what was in this field. People walked by it every single day and never saw it. People walked by you and never see the prized possession you are. But there's those that have. And when they have, they go, wow. Dude, you are one of the greatest servants I know. You serve the Lord. You serve me. You serve others. You are amazing. I love your servant's heart. You're an amazing man of God. You're an amazing woman of God. Because they see your value because God has given them new lenses. And God needs to give you new lenses so that when you, when you look in the mirror, you see the value God sees in your life and not the garbage the devil tells you about you. Because the devil's a liar. How many of you know the devil is the father of lies and he's a liar? He's a no good for nothing liar that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill your character. He wants to steal your joy and he wants to totally annihilate you and take away all your value so that you think you're a piece of garbage when God says you're a prized possession. God has a calling on you. He has an anointing on you. He has a blessing on you. And that's why wherever you go, you always bless people. And yet you might feel like garbage, but no one else sees you like garbage because they see you in the value and you need to start seeing the values that God has on your life. In the book of Isaiah chapter 62, verse three, it says, the Lord will be with you in his hand for all to see a splendid crown in the hand of God. And he's going to be walking around with with you in his hand. He's going to say, look what I got. My granddaughter, she's five years old, and she's in jujitsu and Muay Thai, or, yeah, Muay Thai and jujitsu. And she competed 
in the Southwest Grappling Association. And it was a, a, a quarter, um, anyway, the Southwest region. And so there were hundreds of competitors. And in her category, she's five and she's, she's, she's here tonight at Children's Church at the Vacation Bible School. But she's this tiny little thing, but she's really good. And there wasn't that many kids in her category. And so they told her, you know, there's only, I think, five people in her category. But if she wants to go in the next category up, there's a whole bunch of kids. And she goes, please, Daddy, let me go to the next category up. And they go, you know, they're 15 pounds heavier than you. She goes, that's okay, Daddy, I'm good. (laughs) And she went at it, and she beat every single guy there except for one. She came in second place. In both categories. In both categories. One category is with the gi on and the belt and the whole nine yards. And the other one, they take the gi off and they take the belt off and they just have a t-shirt on and they're, you know, their bottoms. And boy, she, she, she took them down like that, like that. Everyone, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, nobody go. And she won two medals. And she got the the silver medal because she came in second place. And so we have a picture of her with her little medals and she's holding her medals in her hand and she walked around the whole Coliseum in El Paso at the El Paso Coliseum and people were like, man, you won. She goes, I won second place. I won second place. I won second. And this is what it's talking about right here. God is walking around with you in his hand. You are the prize. He said, look at the prize I have. I have you in the palm of my hand, in the shallow of my hand, the splendor of the crown that you are for him. See, he says, look what the Lord has done. He's transformed your life. And he says, you remember the muck? It's not muck anymore. I took you out of the muck. I took you out of the miry clay. I took you out of the garbage. And look who you are now. You are my prized possession. I'm walking around with a trophy, and you are his trophy. You are his pride and joy. You are the splendor crown, splendid crown of his glory. That's who God says you are. You have values that others will never recognize. They'll never see it. But if God does, then you need to start changing your mind and receive the word that God has for you, that you are the first and not the last, the elect. You are his chosen, his redeemed. You are his prized, splendid crown. And you need to receive that. I say, you know what, devil? Go to hell where you belong. Get out of my head. God, he gets it. The devil messes with us constantly, doesn't he? I know he does with me. Man, I get up in the morning, I'm all excited, and all of a sudden I try to get out of bed and my hips all messed up, and I'm like, oh, man. And I go, but you know what? God is my healer. He's my restorer. And if I just push on the right place, I can walk really good. <laughs> and if I take off that finger off the wrong place, oh, my hip gets all weird. People going, look at him. He's all dancing into the music. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay standing up. (laughs) Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse uh, verse 18. The Lord has declared today, 
that you are his people. Say that with me. I am his people. I am his people. His own special treasure. Say, I'm a special treasure. I'm a special treasure. Just as he promised and that you must obey all his commands. Say, I will obey his commands. Now say, I will obey all his commands. Oh, only a few of you said that. <laughs> but see, he says, you're his prized treasure. You're his children. You, I, us, we. Isn't that amazing to know? You ought to have just a pride, a, a, a not prideful, but have a pride in you to say, I am the Lord's. I'm his elect. I am chosen by God. I am the splendid crown of his glory. He walks around with me in his hand. And that's who I am. That's right. Not arrogant, but confident. Not cocky, but truly prideful in the power of God. We got to be that. Know your value. Others might recognize it, but let me tell you, God has. He said, you're worth dying for. I think I'll die for you. That's how much he loves you. The second thing we need to see in this story is the beauty. We have beauty that others will never see. Beauty, a true beauty that God will see it in you, that God will recognize it, and that when people see you, they see the glory of God in you. Look, haven't you ever met someone that, or, or at least seen them that they are drop-dead gorgeous? You're like, man. That lady's gorgeous. And you go, man, check out that lady in the red. Check out that dude in the suit, man. Man, he's good looking. And someone says, go talk to them. They open their mouth, you're going to throw up. They're sickening. They're so into themselves, it's monotonous. Haven't you ever met people like that? That you're afraid, you, you're, you're, you're sorry you ever even went up to them. You're like, oh my gosh, they're so full of themselves. Ugh. It's, it's oozing out and it's sickening. And they have missed the mark. They don't understand that beauty is within. Beauty's deep. Beauty goes, look, how many times have you ever met a good looking person? Maybe they're even average looking. And you go talk to them, but they're so amazing that the minute you start talking to them, they go from ordinary to extraordinary. They go from kind of pretty to beautiful. You're like, man, what an amazing man. What an amazing woman. Golly, they give me life. They speak hope. Man, I love being around them. Man, and you fall in love with them, and others don't see the beauty that you have seen, and you've grabbed a hold of, and you're holding on to, because you know what? They, you're, they're your best friends, or they become your husband or wife, or they just have people that you hang out with because they speak life into you, but they don't see the beauty that you have seen. You've seen a beauty that's overwhelming, a beauty that speaks deep in the heart. You have it. God has a way of bringing it out once you give your life to him. He totally shifts it around and he brings out that beauty that, man, it's amazing. That's why they say love is blind. Because you know what? Some other people might go, man, what do you see in them? Oh, you don't see what I see. Oh, man, their heart is a heart of gold. Man, they speak and they give me life. They share things that, man, bring me to just great joy. The book of Song of Solomon, 
If you want to revive your marriage, read the Song of Solomon to each other. Look, this is chapter 4, verse 7. Song of Solomon 4, 7. You're altogether beautiful, my darling. Beautiful in every way. Wouldn't you want to hear those words? You look all right. I said, (laughs) no. You're altogether beautiful. Look, jump jump over to chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. This is his, his woman talking to her man. How beautiful you are, my darling. How beautiful. Your eyes are like doves. You are so handsome, my love. Ay, pleasing beyond words. Ay, papacito, you're gorgeous. The soft grass is our bed. Oh, my goodness, I just love you. They see things in you that nobody else does. You become the king of the house. You become the queen of the house. You become their love. You become so mighty. You become precious in the eyes of God. He says, man, you're beautiful. I don't feel beautiful. It's not about feelings. I'm telling you what you are. I'm telling you what I see. Others might not see it, but I see it. I see you as a prized possession. I see you as this gorgeous woman, this amazing man. I see you as truly the craftsmanship of my love. I've formed you. I've made you. I have truly delighted in you. And I am telling you, I'm doing things in your life that, man, you don't even have a clue, but I'm telling you, you are for real. You are beautiful. Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14. Look what he says there. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. And you knit me together in my mother's womb. So God is the one that made you. God is the one knitting you away. He's knitting you away in your mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. Oh, how well I know it. Lord, you've made me complex. you made me so complex, people don't understand me. Sometimes I don't even understand me. But I want you to know, I know you made me. And God, you made me like this for a reason. Some of you are just crazy. you just got that crazy personality. But you know what? God made you like that so that when you, you walk in a room, you brighten it. There's some people, when they walk in a room, they make it amazing. They explode it. It's amazing. And there's others, when they leave, they finally make it amazing. Hopefully you're not the second guy. Hopefully you're bringing life into a conversation, life into a room, life into people's life, life and not death. That you're bringing hope, you're bringing joy. You're the light because of your beauty and you've recognized your beauty and you might not even understand your beauty. You might have a speech problem, a speech impediment and you might speak different from others. You might not have the looks of others. You might not have the smarts of others. You might not have, you might not have, you might not have. But let me tell you something. God has you and he has you working for his glory. And he wants to work through you because you're beautiful in the eyes of God. Grab a hold of that. Understand that. It was worth buying the whole field for that treasure. It was worth spending every penny I had on that pearl. Be the jewelry of God. Be that pearl that you wear on the neck or wear on that ring and you go, wow, what a beautiful pearl. 
That's right. That's who I am in the eyes of God. You see, he has value for your life and he has beauty. Another thing is we have potential in us that others will never know exists. They won't even know it's there. Some of you are so incredibly gifted. My goodness gracious, you guys have gifting. You have creativity. You speak and it's like, wow, but you're intimidated because you don't see yourself as valuable. You don't see yourself as beautiful and you don't see yourself as having potential. Because maybe somebody in your life always squashed you. Maybe they held you down. Maybe they put you in a place that they never let you express yourself. And now people are saying, what do you have to say? And you're like, I don't don't say nothing. Because if I say something, if I'm wrong, then I look stupid. You know how many times I look stupid? You guys are going, yeah, we know, Pastor. (laughs) But I'm being serious. Sometimes you, you, you go like, here I go, here I go. I never forget when I first became, uh, I, I was in the insurance business and I didn't know the insurance business yet. And we used to have training sessions and I would ask a million questions. And sometimes all the other agents would be like, dude, don't you get it? I go, no, I do now. I asked a question. And I asked and asked and asked till I knew it and knew it and knew it. And eight months later, I got a promotion to be the junior vice president overseeing 24 offices from Galveston to Brownsville. And they moved my wife and I to Corpus Christi, Texas. And all those people that go, don't you ever get it? Don't you ever get it? I said, yes, I did. I got it. I didn't do it with arrogance, but I was like, wow, that's a trip. They see value in me. They see potential in me that I didn't even know existed. And I soared, and I did really good in that position, and I did really well, and God blessed my life and Cindy's life. We didn't have children yet, but man, it was an amazing time because someone saw the potential in me, and they started grooming me, and they started teaching me, and then I became a Christian, and my pastor saw the potential in me, and I started Bible college, and he went with me to Bible college took the classes he had already graduated from, but he took me and I had joined and I had told him, hey, I'm in Bible school. I'm at Howard Payne University. They have an extension here in Corpus Christi. And he goes, wow, there's a bunch of other guys that have been wanting to go. So I told him, hey, the widow's doing it, man. So guess what? They all jumped on board and there were eight of us that would go and our pastor. And after class, we would go get donuts and coffee and we would talk about what he, we just learned. And man, he mentored me and he helped me and he guided me. And you know what? I never, when I moved out here, I didn't know everything yet. I'm very honest, I still don't know everything, but I know a whole lot more than I did 40 years ago. And you know what? He saw the potential in me that existed. I didn't know it was there, and he drew it out. You have potential. You have giftedness. You have calling. You have anointing that you are not using because of fear is holding you down. Let God's spirit set you free. Look what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 16. What's happening here is Samuel came to anoint Jesse's household with the next king. 
So he goes, Jesse, get all your sons. I don't know about you. I would have gotten every one of my kids. I wouldn't even gotten neighbor kids that hang out at my house because they're going to anoint one of them king. I want them to say, yeah, they came from my house. And so they're coming here and they go, Jesse, bring your sons. And they bring his sons and he goes, man, the first one was real rugged and muscular and good looking and just stout. And Jesse, I mean, Samuel, the prophet goes, man, it's gotta be him. And so he goes before him with the anointing oil and the Lord says, not him. What must be the next one? He went through all of Jesse's sons and the Holy Spirit said, not him, not him, not him, not him, not him. And finally, he says to Jesse, are you sure this is your only kids? He goes, well, I have one other son. He's out in the field. Ah, he's yeah, like if he's king material. He's a sheep herder. These guys are warriors. Well, go get him. And they bring David, King David. And David's a shepherd boy. And he goes, the Holy Spirit says, he's the one. Look what it says in verse 7. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or his height. For I have rejected I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So he's saying, you're looking at the oldest. I rejected him. I want the little runs. I want the one that you didn't think was value. His own dad didn't think, but guess what? I'm his father in heaven and I want him. He's got potential that his own dad doesn't even know. Let me tell you something. Sometimes as parents, we say dumb things to our children. We get mad and we're like, you'll never amount to anything. You don't even know your way out of a paper bag. You are so dumb. I've never met anyone dumber than you. And man, it pierces their heart. And some of your children don't know their potential because you've spoken so much negativity. And some of you don't know your potential because your parents spoke so much negativity. But in the name of Jesus, God is saying, I see a potential in you that I want to unleash. I want to unleash you and set you free. I want you to have a ministry and take it to the glory of God, to the level of God, for the purpose of God and the fulfillment of God. So in Jesus' name, do it. In Ephesians 2.10, I like love this scripture. For you're God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're God's masterpiece. Tell him, you're God's masterpiece. He has created you anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he prepared for us long ago. I'm telling you, God wants to free you. He wants to tell you of the potential he has in you and sees in you that no one else knows exists, but he does. And it brings me to the last thing I see in this passage, that we have been desired with love that others will never possess. God loves you so much He loves you so much. He loves you. Don't you get it? Some of you don't get it. You don't understand his love. You don't understand that he died for you. You don't understand that he looks for you every morning. 
He looks for you at noontime. He looks for you at night. He waits to hear from you. When you say, oh, dear God, yes. Sometimes you don't even mean that. You go, oh, God, yes. What are you saying? Oh, you said, oh, God. Well, I just said it because something happened. Well, I'm here for you. God is so desperate to talk to you, and he desires you with so much love that no one else possesses, a love so deep that he wants it. He died for you. And he wants you to understand that love. He wants you to receive that love. He wants you to take that love in. He wants you to walk around and go, oh my gosh, I've never been loved like this before. I've never believed in that kind of love before. God loves me so much. He died for me. Look, I mean, I tell, I told it, I was with a group of pastors the other day. And I go, gentlemen, God loves you. And they went like that. And I go, but I'm his favorite. <laughs> Now, you know why, and I told him this, I go, guys, calm down, calm down. I go, but let me tell you why I feel that way. Because God spoils me so much every day, every day. Even when I'm all bummed out, he's not. When I'm filled up, he even has more for me. When I'm empty, he's there, here, come on the filling station, get filled up. When I'm broken, he's ready to heal me. When I am ready to give up, he's ready to start. I'm telling you, my God is an amazing God, a loving God, a caring God that pours himself out for you and for me, and he wants us to be his children. That's how much value he said you have. He goes, man, you don't understand. I'm willing to sell everything for this pearl. I'm willing to get rid of everything I own for this piece of land that has that treasure in it. You are that treasure. You are that pearl. We are that treasure. We are that pearl. God loves me. I'm his prized possession. But guess what? So are you. If you finally have come to Christ, then you understand that. That's why it's so important that we know God's love because the devil wants to separate you from God's love because the Bible says that God is love. And when you reject love, you're rejecting God. When you say, oh, nobody loved me, God doesn't love me. No, that's a life in the pit of hell. God loves you so much. First of all, he created you, and then he wants to save you. And he died for you. In Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39, these two verses are so powerful. He says, for I am convinced that nothing can separate me from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today, nor the worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate me from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate me from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, so why would you ever want to walk away from that love? See, nothing can pull you away except you. You can make a decision to say, later, Gator. Later, God, I don't want this anymore. I don't know why we ever want to do such a thing, but there's a lot of people that do. Haven't you seen people that have backslid? Haven't you seen people that have backslid and have never, ever come back to God again? I don't know about you, it grieves my heart. 
I weep over it. And if I weep over it, being a man, God must really just, wow, say, I love you. Don't judge that much. I love you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to scold you. I'm not going to spank you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to reject you. I'm not going to turn away from you. I love you. The Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 9, says, You have captured my heart, my treasure, and my bride. You hold it hostage in one glance of your eyes with a single jewel of your necklace. You've captured my heart. You've captured my heart. You've captured my heart. God holds your heart in his hand, and he says, would you give me your entire body? Would you give me your heart, your mind, and your soul? And if you've never done that tonight, you can receive Christ as your Savior and Lord. And if you've never made that decision, I want to invite you to do that, to know that you're his chosen treasure, that beautiful, precious pearl. And if you want to give your life to Jesus and you never have and you want to receive him, raise your hand. Say, Pastor, that is me. I've never made this decision, but tonight I want to do that. Anyone here tonight? Well, then I want to pray for us. I want to pray that God's peace would be upon us and his spirit would be within us. I want to pray that we would truly come to him and hold on to him and be blessed by him and to say, God, thank you for all that you're giving me. So would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, today, I know that, Lord, you have spoken to us. And God, we are a priceless treasure. We're filled with your glory. We're filled with your peace. We're filled, Father God, with your goodness and your mercy. And God, you are calling us by name. You are telling us, Lord God, in your own special way that, Lord God, our value is so precious that we're worth dying for. And Lord, sometimes we don't recognize it and others don't recognize it. And God, we have this beauty that others have never seen, but God, Lord, today we see how beautiful and how pleasant we are in the eyes of your glory. So Father, bless us and guide us, help us. Help us to see ourselves the way you see us. Help us to hold on to you the way you hold on to us. Help us to truly be guided by your spirit the way we are guided, the way you guide many of us. That, Lord, we would all trust in you and see you guide us into your glory. And, Father God, we have potentials in us that others have never, ever seen and know exists. Father, unleash the calling, the creativity, the creativeness that we have. Unleash the ministry and anointing and calling that you have on our life to do the things that you have called us to do and be the things you have called us to be. And Father God, I pray that, Lord, we understand how desired we are by your love, that you have called us out of the darkness into the light. You have called us by name. You have called us into purpose. You've called us into purpose and reason to live for your glory. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, move mightily. In the name of Jesus, move supernaturally. In the name of Jesus, make yourself known so that we would always follow you all the days of our life and not turn away from you, but turn towards you every day.
And Lord, I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and God's people said, Amen. Amen. Now listen, this is Vacation Bible School Week. And the kids are going to come in and minister to us just for a short time. Now, if you have to leave, now would be the time to leave, okay? Because they're going to come in in a few minutes. And ushers, go let them know we're ready for them, okay? So find Miss Jessica and let them know that we're ready. And if you have to leave, we understand you're dismissed to go leave. But leave into the glory of God. And I hope you'll stay. And I hope you'll stay to see what God is doing. And the ministry that goes forth into our children. Because they're the next generation. They're the ones that are going to be lifted high. They're going to be the ones that are going to be pastoring churches. They're going to be missionaries. They're going to be congressmen. They're going to be senators. They're going to be school principals and teachers. They're going to be working in the school system. They're going to be running construction companies and working there. They're going to be changing the city. And you know what? It's starting right here. So would you just celebrate with us? And would you welcome to the pulpit our children's director, Jessica Ramirez. because children's ministry and that's why you have random stuff at all times and that's just who you become (laughs) so as my kids are coming in they're going to come sit in these rows find your crew guys and come sit down and squish in i have the front two rows up here saved for you guys let's welcome them in thank you oh you can go ahead and rip this streamer michael if you'd like to rip it so I must say that VBS has been a phenomenal time. We've had a ton of fun so far this week. We're still going to go again tomorrow, but we have had just a phenomenal time. And part, and it's all due to the amount of kids we have and the crews that we have. The crews of, of volunteers that we have 40 volunteers who've given every evening to just be here with us, helping us to, to make sure that this goes off without, without a hitch. <laughs> So I think some of our crews are still headed this way. They're finishing up a bit of their classes. So I'm going to just go ahead and um, set up right here, if you will. Michael, would you help me out real quick?
Come on in. Come have a seat with your cruise sign. Squish in, okay, guys? The preschool's going to be coming in this way. Come on in, Tammy. We can send them in. Scoot in, guys. We're all going to fit on one row per crew, okay? These kids are phenomenal. You know, every night we've kept them here to 8.45, and they're not even tired. We're sagging by the end of the night, but they are amazing. <laughs> so welcome, 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 guys, to, to our closing. I'm super excited for what we're going to do right now, and I hope you guys just get hyped up with us. You know, some things that we do is when we do praise and worship with children's ministry, we do it with our whole bodies. That means we're jumping around, we're waving our hands, we're we're singing, and I'm I'm going to ask if you guys would suspend your grown-upness for a minute and be kids with me. Let's all be children for just a minute. So when we do our praise and worship songs, you guys are going to do them with us. Does that sound like something we can all do? All right. You know, there's one song that's all about snapping. Kids, do you guys like that song? All right. So in a minute, we're going to show the adults how it's done. All right. Come on in, everybody. We've still got one more crew coming on in. All right, so why don't we start while they're entering with our spotlight drama. Every night we tell a story using pictures, and we're going to go ahead and show it to you guys right here. Are we ready, Pastor Mike, for our spotlight? Not, nope, okay. Um, you know what? Let's go over. Let's do some review for the grown-ups, guys. Let's tell them what we've learned. We've learned on day one that God loves you no matter what. On day two, we learned that... On day two, we learned that... What, what did we learn? Oh, yes, we learned that God is with you everywhere. On day three, that was yesterday, we learned that God is in charge. And today we learned that God is stronger than anything. Now, grown-ups, what you're hearing is our kids, whenever we tell them a Bible point, they're shouting, awesome, God. Would you guys join me with that today? I'll, so I'll say the Bible point, and all of you, grown-ups included, are going to shout, awesome, God, and we'll give them a big point to say out. How awesome it is, right? Okay, so I'm going to read you our Bible point for today. Our Bible point today is God is stronger than anything. I love... Amazing. You guys are really good at this. You know what? Today, every day we introduce a Bible memory buddy. And today's Bible memory buddy is Rolo. So kids get to go home with this this little memory buddy that helps to remind them of a biblical truth. So today, our Bible memory buddy is Rolo, and he's this armadillo with this strong, sturdy, sturdy shell to keep him safe. And his armor reminds us that God's power protects us like nothing else, because God made a way for us to live forever. That's what we learned about today. 
You know, it's funny, I poked my head in earlier, and you guys were reading, Pastor Richard pulled out Romans 8.38, that nothing can separate us from God's love. That's our Bible point today. I just think how funny it is that God does these things that just work together, isn't it? That's been our Bible point for the kids today. (laughs) We're learning that nothing can separate us from God's love. You know what? There's a song that does that. Grown-ups, when we worship, I ask all my kids to stand up. So I'll ask you guys to stand up with us. Pastor Mike, can we play Nothing Can Separate Us? And kids, if you guys would like to lead us in worship, come on up, but you can't touch my table, okay? again in a little bit. You guys can all have a seat. You know what? We are having a phenomenal time here at BBS, and that's my favorite word today because I've used it like 30 times. So you know what? Can We're, we're going to showcase a little of what we learned today, okay? So kids, let's go ahead and watch our spotlight drama. Are you guys ready to watch what we learned today again? All right. Whenever you're ready, Pastor Mike.
All right, we'll circle back to it in just a second. Because <laughs> whenever I'm around, there's always me. Technically difficult. So let's go ahead and talk about something. I know you guys are probably wondering why do I have a table up here. And I hope everybody can kind of see it, okay? Our, um, this song that we just sang reminds us of a Bible verse, right? A Bible verse that tells us nothing can separate us from God's love. God's love, God's love for you guys is part of just who God is. Let's explore that a little bit about the monumental God who loves us, okay? So let me start here. So can we dim the lights just a little bit? I'm going to show you guys something. So God is awesome and powerful. He's the creator of, of everything we see. He's even the creator of light. Let me grab my, my Bible here. So we're going to go back to the beginning, okay? The Bible talks in Genesis 1.1. And I'm sure most of you know this, but we're going to go over it anyway, okay? It says... In Genesis 1, 1, 3, and 4, it says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God's son, Jesus, said that he's the light of the world. So let's go, let's go there and see where he says that. So we are now in John 8, 12, and it says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. When he lived on earth, God's son shone, he shone God's love, power and truth. He healed, he fed people. He, he forgave people, and people cheered and celebrated. They celebrated Jesus. They celebrated who he was, a gift from God, right? Let me show you something. But, when, but there were other people, other people that thought Jesus lied. There were other people who arrested Jesus and Hold on, kids, are you listening? Yes? Okay, good. They arrested Jesus, they broke his body, and crucified him on the cross. And he died. And that light was gone, guys. Death is final. It's the end. That's game over. You know what, guys? We couldn't fix it. We couldn't fix it. Even though I've, I've cut this and didn't quite cut all the way through, I couldn't fix the fix it and turn it back on. It's not going to work anymore. I, I don't have that power. But who's this, guys? That reminds me of my friendship with God, guys. That reminds me of my friendship with God sometimes. 
I can't do it on my own. I might break, break the relationship I have with God. I might tell a lie. I might act selfishly. I might even say that I don't love God. It's broken. It's unfixable until who comes in and changes things for me. Do you guys see how he was able to come in and where I couldn't do it alone, he was able to fix it? Guys, that's why we need Jesus. Everyone thought that death was the end of Jesus. But God has power that no one can imagine. God is stronger than sin, even stronger than death. God's monumental love meant that he gave up his son's life. He did that for each of you. Jesus' power over death is there for each of us. Crew leaders, if you'll come up and grab one of these, these are, these are, thank you. These are glow sticks. And if you'll help me pass them out to your crews first, and then grownups, we're going to pass them out to you. Nope, kids, you need to stay seated, and we will get one to you, okay? So pass one out, and then just hold on to it, okay, guys? So kiddos, what you're going to do is you're going to go ahead and grab one and then go ahead and break it. This is going to symbolize. Thank you so much. I'll take those. I'm going to give them a second because glow sticks are just fun, grown-ups. Will you pass them to grown-ups? Just pass them out. Yeah. Grown-ups, because children's ministry is fun, we have some for you guys, too. We're going to pass them out, if we'll, as, and hopefully they'll go, they'll go a long way. Will you pass them out to just any, any adults? All right, kiddos, have a seat, because I'm not quite done, okay? All right, kiddos, so this is what we're going to do. Oh, let's show the grown-ups something cool. Hold on. Did you guys see how good the kids are at that? The second I rang it, they stopped talking. We've been working on it all week. Do you guys want to try it again? Okay, okay. Everybody go ahead and talk and wiggle and... Ready? Ooh, they're so good at that. Okay, guys, you know what we're going to do to just celebrate how great our God is? What we're going to do is stand up, stay where you are, and we're going to wave our... Oh, can I get a glow stick? Are there any left? Can I have one one left? Oh, Bradley's got one. Can I borrow one? I've got it. Thank you. Thank you. So what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to worship and we're going to put on our own light show. Because if we were in a real desert, we'd see stars. Oh, I hear kids talking again. Hold on. You guys were almost done, okay? Just stay with me just a little bit longer, okay, my dears? So we're going to go ahead and stand up, and we're going to do a worship song. We're going to sing How Great Is Our God, but stay where you are. Those of you with glow sticks, we're going to raise them high, and we're going to worship with our glow sticks really high. Because if we were in a real desert, we would be, 
we would be worship, we would be seeing these amazing light shows of stars and shooting stars and things like that. Whenever you're ready, Pastor Mike. That was a beautiful light show. Let's go ahead and have a seat, guys. Have a seat real quick. And if you guys will, you'll pray with me, and we'll go ahead and dismiss our preschool, because they have a snack waiting for them. Dear God, oh, oh, hold on, before we start. Kids, real quick. Good job. Dear God, 
Your love is stronger than anything. You sent your son Jesus to show love. Through his death, Jesus showed your power over his life. And now we can live as your children. Loved. With a hope and a promise of life forever. Thank you. We love you. Help us shine that love and power in all we do. Amen. All right, preschool, you guys can go ahead and go. I'm just giving them a little time to go have their snack, guys. We didn't want them to miss Jesus. Elementary, stay where you are. I have one more, a few more things we're going to talk about, okay? Thank you guys all for being patient with us. I know sometimes we take a little bit of time. Thank you, thank you. See you later, preschool. We love you. Bye. All right, kids, those of you holding your glow sticks... Look at me. Look at your glow stick for a second and then look at me. The glowy stuff in the glow stick is going to fade away. Probably by tomorrow morning, it is not going to be lit up anymore. Because only God is going to last forever. This isn't going to last forever. So, maybe. We'll see, okay? We'll see. You know, these bright lights, can we do something to celebrate? Have you guys ever heard of the wave? Yeah? Can we do the wave? All right, so... Do you grown-ups, do you remember how to do it? Yes? All right. Just checking, just checking so the fun doesn't leave you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come over here, and when I wave my hand, you guys are going to throw your arms up with your glow stick. And then as I keep coming, then the, and then you'll put them down once I pass, okay? And then as I come this way, you guys will throw your arms up and put them down when I pass. Does that sound like a plan? All right. I'm going to start over here. Are we ready? All right, on your marks, let's let's start over here, and hands up. Wait, 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 you put them up too soon. Okay, hold on, let's try again from this way. I'll go slower. I, I know I do need to run faster. Okay, guys, if I fall, you can laugh with me. As I cry. Okay, are we ready? On your marks, get set, this side. Running, 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 jumping. All right, good job, guys. Good job. All right, now go ahead and hold on to your glow sticks, guys. Jesus didn't just die to pay for our sins right here in this room. He paid the price for everyone in the whole world. That's how monumentally huge God's love is. If we were way out in the desert, we'd see these amazing light shows like we did tonight. Wasn't that beautiful? Wasn't that cool as everybody was singing and it was dark? Gosh, that was gorgeous. God empowers us to show his love everywhere guys 
And you're doing it this week as we've been, as we've been showing God's love each night. So let's go ahead and recap. We're going to recap our story by doing our God's, our, our spotlight drama. Are we ready for it, kids? All right, let's go ahead and go into that one, Pastor Mike. Today's true Bible story started out sad. Jesus, God's very own son, was on trial. But he hadn't done anything wrong. Even Pilate, the guy running the trial, didn't think Jesus had done anything wrong. But Pilate let the crowd decide, and the crowd demanded that Jesus die. So they led Jesus away to be killed. Jesus hung on a cross until he died. Then some friends came and asked if they could bury Jesus' body by putting it in a tomb. Soldiers sealed the tomb with a huge, heavy stone. But that's when this true story turned really, really happy. Three days later, some women went to Jesus' tomb to put some spices there. The stone was moved. And the tomb was empty. Jesus' body, gone. Angels told the women that Jesus wasn't there anymore because he's alive. The women ran to tell Jesus' other friends the good news. Jesus died for our sins, and then he showed how he's even stronger than death. God is stronger than anything. 